0: The following program contains mature content matter. Listener discretion is advised. Giant Monster Productions pre-sense. An original episodic series from Antonio and Enzo Ferrara, Tales of the Monster Hunters, volume one, issue two. La Mort.
1: Myself and my fellow hunters had to determine how to hunt something that did not want to be found. And if we were able to find it, would we really do what it was we came here to do if there was no provocation? Roland Sharp, Liverpool, England. 1946.
2: Our story begins Sunday night at 11:30 p.m. inside the Pizza Guys Pizzeria. Joe is talking to his twin grandsons Bruno and Pat about an ancient threat.
3: Oh! Unisiti Pasquale! Bruno, venite subito! Un anno da Venezia, qualmodo morte. La morte.
4: So what, Nonu? No. They're already dead.
3: Ow! <laughs> Stupid idiot. Yo oh. Morte. They no zombie. They no vampire. They no ghost. This is a completely different than anything you ever seen. Look at me and understand. These creatures inhabit. They take over the body of a dead person after they die. It has to be a fresh body. So demon? No, no, no. Send on a demon. Well, he can jump from one body to another and the person never remembers. Once La Morte takes over a dead body, it's theirs until del the morte is destroyed. Kinda like a vamp, huh no? <laughs> Ow. <laughs> You fucking pudding head. Ow! Are you listening to me? No. Vampiro. anyone a disease. Questa. Una infección. Le uno a otro. They need to feed and hide during the day. La morte does not do this. He look and he acts just like you and me. They eat. They sleep. They fuck. But they can never, ever have children. Why not? they hate the little fuckers listen sit told, if you believe that god is the creator and he blessed all mankind with the ability to love and reproduce he told everyone he says go forth and be bountiful but the lord never gave anyone creatures or other the permission to jump and re-enter into a body that is already dead that is an abomination. That is against his will. Okay, Oral Roberts, tell me something. Are they hurting or killing anyone? No. But no, no. if they're not bothering or killing anyone, why are we hunting them down?
4: Really? Is that your professional observation?
3: Porca miseria. Okay, then how do we kill them? Basta! Basta! Uno
2: Nono Joe now turns and walks back into the kitchen.
3: WTF! After all
4: that and all the slaps, he never told us how to kill them or how to find them. Hold on.
3: Did you just say WTF? Really? You couldn't just say, what the fuck? Okay, what the fuck? Happy, walking, dictionary? No, no, not really.
4: How are we going to find out how to find these fuckers and kill them?
3: (sighs) Just give me a second. You know what? Let me call Naveen.
2: Pat now pulls out his phone and dials Naveen's number.
3: I'd like to order a cab. Address, please. Address? Really? Address, please. Oh, for crying out loud. 6969 Bumpkin Palace. You know, the joint that you were in last night, filling your face with pizza? All right, all right, see you in ten minutes. Which, by the way, you left without paying. All right, Chuckles is on his way. said he'll be here in ten minutes. You think Naveen will know how to find them and kill them? If anybody's going to know, it'll be Naveen. Hey, Bruno, you know what? Aren't you a little bit curious about Mr. Melodramatics back there today? What are you going on about? Something's bothering None. He's never acted all stressed out like this before.
2: An orange cab begins to pull up with the name Whistling Jug Cab Company in bold type on the side of the car. Once the cab is stopped, Bruno and Pat both get in. Sitting behind the wheel is their friend and driver, Naveen Das.
3: evening, putting up. What do you
5: know about La Oh, hello, Naveen. How are you, Naveen? Thank you for coming right away, Naveen. Whoa! What's up his butt? Meh, I don't know. Could be his time of the month. Is called being polite, you friggin' goat? You only call when you need info on matters? What am I, Brown Google? Oh, I'm sorry to hurt your feelings, Brown Google. How rude of myself and my brother. Shame on you. Pat, Apologize to him. <laughs> what? Apologize, or I stop. I kick your ungrateful Ross out the car. Oof, for the
3: love of... What you say? I'm sorry. I can't hear you. I don't feel it. You don't feel it, huh? How about I jump over the seat, pull out my cutter, and we'll see if you feel it or not? Calm down,
5: fucking Rambo. He said he's sorry. Are we good? Calm your Sicilian blood down already. All right? You know I love fucking with him. Now tell me why you called me
3: for potty cake. What the fuck? Listen, if he calls me potty cake one more time, I'm going to cut him with Alice. Hold on. You brought a pizza cutter with you? Yup, she goes everywhere I go now. Why are you carrying that with you? Well, if you must know, imagine if you will. Out of the blue, we all get stuck, let's say, on a deserted island. Or
4: you could just imagine you got stuck on a deserted island.
3: What? What's happening
4: here? Hold on, Levine. Hold on. I want to see where he goes with this. You serious, Bruno? Naveen,
3: relax. You know he's like a song in a jukebox. When it starts, you have to let it play. OK if you two are done interrupting. So like I said, I'm stuck on an island full of rubber trees. So I think to myself, great, I'll make
4: a rest. Okay, so tell me, where's a pizza cutter come in, Robinson Caruso?
3: Relax, and her name is Alice. So now you're thinking, rubber trees? Mm, I need to cut into that tree so I whip out Alice. And voila, I cut a perfect groove all around the tree. And place what I have into my pot. Then, I take it over to the fire, stir it, and once it's melted, I spread it out in the shape of a raft and let it cool down. What? No. Naveen, please allow me. So,
4: you've magically cut the tree down and harvest the sap. The what? The sap,
5: stupid. The liquid used to make the fucking rubber. The technical term is the sticky stuff. The sticky stuff? That's it. I'm going to pop a cop in your ass. Where did I put my piece? Naveen, Naveen, settle down. Allow the future scholar to continue. As I was saying to you two idiots, with the sticky stuff,
3: I'll make the raft.
4: So I'm imagining that for whatever reason, you had an abandoned ship. Wouldn't that make more sense that you ended up on an island? Okay. Motherfucker. So you pulled yourself and your pizza cutter out of the ocean. How do you start the fire? You
3: mean I pull myself in? Alice out of the water. And by the way, it's simple. I used the flare gun I took, shoot it into the kindling, and voila!
5: Fire! Why didn't you just use the flare gun to signal for help? Are
3: you serious? Are you stupid? What if the flare gun only has one flare?
4: <gasps> what if?
3: How am I going to be able to start the fire if I wasted signaling for help?
2: The cab suddenly comes to a stop and an anchor Naveen turns to look back at the two.
5: Out! Get out! I'm getting more stupid just being in the car. I mean, hold on. What about La Morte? You really think you and fucking Forrest Gump over here are ready to hunt La Morte? I can't even find the fuckers. Now, take your fucking defective twin, brother, and get your Sicilian Ross out of my damn car.
2: Bruno opens the door and gets out, first followed by Pat.
5: Go on, before I Duct tape you two maniacs to the boxy. then drive this cab off a bridge and do the world a favor.
4: Great. Are you happy now, you fucking nutcase? We're no further along about finding these Lamortes. I don't have my wallet on me, and I'm sure
3: your dumbass is
4: broke, which means we gotta walk home from here. Thank you for pissing off our ride.
3: Settle down, Princess Bride. We ain't walking anywhere. What are you talking about?
4: How are we going to get home? I got an idea. I swear, if this involves a fucking pizza cutter and a deserted island, I will call Naveen, Then I come back here, I'll
3: hold you, and I'll let him shoot you. Calm down there, Negative Nancy. I got this.
2: Pat dials Reggie's number while back at the pizzeria. Reggie has just finished mopping the front of house when his phone rings. Hello?
1: Oh, hey Pat, what's up? Uh, yeah, I'm still here, just finishing mopping the front. Boy, was your grandfather pissed when you two left without cleaning up. What? You both want a pizza now? Okay, what do you want on it? Meat lovers. Anything to drink? Two cans of Fred's root beer. Okay, where am I picking you two up? Okay, see you soon.
2: Pat hangs up, then looks at his brother.
3: There, see? Easy, all done. Reggie will be here as soon as he can. Just a thought. Okay, but do me a favor. I see some smoke coming out of yours. Don't hurt yourself. How are we gonna pay Reggie? Damn. Damn Pay him for what? He's an employee, he works for us. No, he works for our grandfather. That's right, so he has to listen to us. Oh man, I don't know why I listen to you. That's easy, because I'm the oldest, remember? Yeah, by 20 seconds. And you know what, by being the oldest, That makes me the more responsible one. And you know what they say, with great power comes great responsibility. Enough said. Are you for real? Are you really
4: comparing yourself to Spider-Man? Why not? We both serve the people. No,
3: Peter Parker.
4: The only thing you serve the people is pizza.
2: Forty minutes later, Reggie finally arrives with the twins pizza and root beer. What you ordered? Pat?
3: Ah, uh, nectar of the gods. Are you sure you and that pizza don't want to get a room? I would, but me got no money for a room right now.
4: Well, this night's been a bust. We're no close to learning about how to find his La Morte or how to kill him. Thanks my demented brother
3: who pissed off Naveen. Mm, not my fault. We got him at the wrong time of the month. You know what? We'll just talk to the old man tomorrow. And hopefully he tells us everything we need to know. Fuck that. I've had my share of being slapped for a while.
1: Well, we are downtown, and Chloe's shop is only a few blocks away. Why don't we go over to her shop?
3: Wow, would you look at that? Quasimodo is right. Why didn't we think of that? Because you were too busy stuffing your fucking pie hole, is why. Fucking know where I'd love to
4: stuff this pizza. It'll have to wait. Reggie, take us to the comic book shop.
2: Five minutes later, Reggie is pulling up to the Cosmic Store, a rare comic book store owned and operated by their friend Chloe Fowler. Chloe consults with the twins, relaying to them hidden messages found in comic books past and present that reveals information on how to fight the monsters they hunt.
4: Hey, Pat, your hands are
3: looking kind of greasy there. You want one of my baby wipes to clean your hands with? Whoa, hold on. Please tell me you just didn't pull a sandwich bag out of your pocket full of baby wipes? Duh. Where else would I keep them? What are you doing? Um, uh, what do you mean? It, it... Is that hand sanitizer you just took out of the other pocket? Yes. For crying out loud, so you didn't forget your wallet, you crazy fuck? You didn't bring it because you had no room in your pockets for it.
4: Dummy, if I had my wallet in my pocket, along with a sandwich bag of wipes and a hand sanitizer, I wouldn't be able to keep my wallet in my back pocket, now would I? So? If my wallet was in my back pocket, I wouldn't be able to sit down. Ooh. <sighs> Why? Why? I got those hand wipes the restaurants give you, I keep them in my wallet for emergencies. If I sat down and I wallet's in my back pocket, I could sit maybe the wrong way and those wipes split inside my wallet, then they leak all inside there and they would corrupt my bank card and my credit card and everything and then it will be so greasy and mucked up from the liquid from the fucking hand wipes, then I couldn't touch. credit cards and a debit card because they might corrupt my hands from all the liquid or stuff that came off of them. Then I gotta throw my wallet out. Then I'll have no more credit cards, no wallet. Then what would I
1: do? Um, guys, we're here.
3: Don't tell me, Reggie. Tell Mr. OCD over here.
1: It's dark inside.
3: My thank you, Captain
1: Obvious. It is late. She's probably gone home.
4: What do you mean, go home? She lives in the back of the fucking store.
2: Bruno steps towards the door. Begins to pound on it.
3: Pinga! You should knock louder just in case you didn't wake the dead. Who is it? Chloe! 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 It's brutal! Pat and Reggie, open up the door! Let us in! Chloe! I was wrong. If he yells any louder, he will wake the dead.
2: Approaching the door slowly is the store's owner, Chloe. Standing just over six feet, she has short red hair and green eyes with a freckled face. On this night, She's wearing a red flash t-shirt with red pajama shorts. With groggy eyes she looks through the glass then groans before she unlocks the door. The three walk in and Bruno immediately stops to look at her as she locks the door.
4: You weren't expecting to see me tonight, were you?
6: If I had sensed evil was at the door, I never would have let you in.
2: You know our kids would
4: be
3: tall and beautiful, don't you Pat?
6: Do you guys even know what time it is? It's after midnight. Why? So you can tell time then.
3: Chloe? Chloe? We need your help.
6: I kind of gathered that from the late visit.
4: I know what you're thinking, my fire goddess. Why couldn't Bruno
3: have come by himself?
6: I would not have opened the door if you came alone.
3: Just ignore him. Nobody's had a chance to neuter him yet. What can you tell us about La Marte?
6: Really, I'm surprised your grandfather hasn't told you about them.
3: Oh, he has. But now we want to hear the less, you know, physical version. Without all the slapping?
4: Feel free to slap me afterwards.
6: Follow me. The information we need we will only find within the pages of the old EC Comics.
4: Really? Is there anything about them anything more recent? The paper
3: they used to use back then, the newsprint, it was going to get on your hands. Oh, for God's sake, settle down there, Felix Unger. I'm pretty sure Chloe's not going to let you get your precious hands on any of those old valuable comics.
6: Bruno the EC comics were like a handbook to hunters. Each issue contained hidden messages about the things that go bump in the night. And this was good until one of the La Mort realized what was going on, and well you know the rest. Suddenly, there was a big investigation into horror comics, mainly EC. By the time the witch hunt was over, EC no longer could produce horror comics and was soon out of business due in part to the newly enforced comics code authority.
1: But it's not all doom and gloom. In the aftermath of that we did get Mad Magazine. Thank you for that important update, Alfred E Newman.
6: Okay, here we are. And here we are the Haunt of Fear issue 4.
4: Isn't she sexy when she's reading?
6: What is written here says that the La Morte are souls that were destined for purgatory but refuse to leave the natural plane of reality. These souls then search for the body of a recently deceased corpse to occupy. Catch as if the body has been dead for more than 24 hours, La morte will not be able to occupy it and keep searching until it finds a fresh corpse.
4: So these fucking La Morte are all around us and no one's the wiser?
6: Exactly.
3: Hold on, wouldn't the corpse that they occupy begin to smell? Because you know, hmm, they're dead?
6: No. Once the soul occupies the body, it is living and breathing again. The body is then functioning normally like it was never dead.
3: Oh, the soul is like its battery. Ah, thank you for the astute observation, Mr. GM Goodwrench. Hold on a second. If they occupy someone's body, wouldn't they be
4: recognized by a family member or a friend? When
6: they take over the body, the facial features of the body they have occupied is altered just enough, so no one will be able to recognize them.
4: How do we track them?
6: Unfortunately, I've never been able to find any information about that.
3: Great. And we're back to where we began, and that's nowhere. Chloe, you gotta give us something. You at least know how we can kill them or anything? Holy water. Holy water? Yes. Why holy water?
6: Holy water purifies the soul of the body. But because the soul occupying the body is not the body's original soul, holy water will poison and kill the La Mort.
4: Please don't tell me we have to get them to drink it. I ain't putting my hand near their mouth.
6: No, nothing so morbid. All you need to do is splash it on them.
3: Whoa, 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 that's it? We don't need to stab them with anything sharp, you know, that's been touched or dosed in holy water? No. Oh, I get it. So, uh, what happens after the holy water touches them? What, do they blow up or something? Because I gotta tell you... I'm kinda sick and tired of all these fucking monsters, you know, that always seem to blow up for whatever reason.
6: No explosion. The soul is destroyed. And the body just collapses to the surface.
2: Oh,
3: thank
1: goodness. I'm tired of always being the one to have to clean up stuff that blows up. And that's it? That's it. Seems so dramatic. Just like the ending to the Titanic.
4: This has all been fascinating. It really has. But how do
6: we find
3: them? And I guess none of these old ECs give us any clues, eh? Sorry, no. Well then, you'll just have to dig deeper. Don't you have any horror comics that predate
4: EC that may have some hidden messages in them as well?
6: I have a few boxes.
4: Perfect. With myself helping you, we should be able to dig something up. And in the meantime, have some fun in between.
6: Wait. Do you think I'm gonna look right now through all those boxes alone with you?
4: Don't get too hot, Chloe. You're going to melt Reggie's glasses.
6: Pat.
3: Calm down, overactive hormones. Bruno, you're not staying here and helping Chloe. Then who's going to help her? Isn't it obvious? Reggie. Reggie. Me? Yes, you. You got anything else to do?
1: I uh, need to take the car back to the pizzeria. Pat and I can do that.
6: Guys, I'm zapped. I had a long day. Can't I just start looking later today once I've had a good night's sleep? We get it.
4: You're tired. Why do you think we're leaving Reggie here to help you? Unless you want me to stay instead.
1: Maybe Chloe is right. We should both sleep on this and then start later this morning when we're both wide awake. If I call my mom at this hour to tell her I'm going to be out all night, she's not going to be happy. Reggie, what would my grandfather say if he
4: could hear you right
1: now? Um, probably something like, why isn't my fucking car back at the pizzeria? Reggie, don't you want us stopping La Morte? Yes. And what if... You
4: could have gotten an information for us sooner than later, but you didn't. And a little more, they take over the world because of that lack of effort. Do you think your mom would be happy that you were the reason for the end of the world?
3: No. Then you help Chloe here. And when we get the info we need, we go. We tell my grandfather it was you who got us the information. You, nobody else. Imagine when he finds out that it was you that gave us the info on how to kill those things. Madonna, he's going to be so impressed
1: you really do that and not take all the credit for yourselves? Do we look like a couple of assholes to you? Oh, brother. Oh, he might even give me that 50-cent raise he's been promised me for the last four years. Hey, you never know. He just might. All right, fine. Let's do this, then. Where are the older horror comics?
6: In the closet next to the bathroom.
1: On it.
2: Reggie now runs off, and he isn't too far off, when suddenly he trips on something.
1: Uh... Chloe, that, uh bronze statue
6: back here wasn't important was it you two are terrible you know that don't you how can you even say that after what we're doing for the guy doing for the guy don't you mean for yourself
2: chloe now watches in surprise as bruno and pat turn away from her and begin to walk towards the front door
6: where are you two going
3: cinderella over here's gonna turn back into a pumpkin and i gotta get the car back to the pizzeria before my grandfather finds out yeah
4: We don't want Reggie to get in trouble now.
3: Hey
1: Chloe, you wouldn't mind me borrowing these old Archie comics when we're done, would you?
2: Chloe groans as she watches the two exit the store then shakes her head.
6: I'd kill myself, but with my luck a la Mort would occupy my body and I would still have to deal with these guys.
0: You have been listening to Tales of the Monster Hunters directed and produced by Antonio and Enzo Ferrara story and written by antonio and enzo ferrara hails of the monster hunters start enzo ferrara as pat and joe antonio ferrara as bruno paul cairns as reggie pandra dana as naveen gmp as chloe narrated by alexander ferrara editing and music by alexander ferrara coming soon hails of the monster hunters issue 3 demon box exorcism monday april 10 2023 this has been a presentation of Giant Monster Productions. Copyright 2023. Thank you for listening.